This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 25th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. Is Medicare bad health coverage? According to a new report from the Medicare Payment Advisory Commission, it might be. Michael Cannon directs health policy studies at the Cato Institute. We talked about what makes Medicare so expensive and relatively lackluster. Most people don't know uh, how Medicare works. And a key element of Medicare as a going concern is the Medicare Payment Advisory Commission, or MedPAC. What is that group? What do they do? So Congress created this agency called MedPAC, or the Medicare Payment Advisory Commission, to advise Congress on how to run the Medicare program. It's this enormous program, spends hundreds of billions of dollars per year on tens of millions of people providing them health care and uh, ancillary services. And it has to set prices for uh, hundreds of thousands of services all across the country. It's, this is incredibly complicated business. Most of the information that Congress had been getting about the program was coming from lobbyists, from people who want Medicare to pay them more money. And so Congress created this agency called MedPAC Try to provide more disinterested data to policymakers so that they could make hopefully uh, less inefficient decisions. And so MedPAC is a wonderful source of information for all sorts of things that are going right and wrong with the Medicare program. These are people who believe in the Medicare program, but are also pretty clear-eyed about its failings. Okay, so what have they detailed recently that indicates to you? that Medicare is junk coverage. So every year, MedPAC puts out a, a report to Congress uh, reporting on all parts of the Medicare program. They do lots of other reports, too, go, going more in-depth into uh, various issues surrounding uh, the administration of this program. This week, they released their annual report to Congress. And they, what they said in there is stuff that people who follow Med Medicare understand, but people who don't follow Medicare closely may not know about these issues. One of them was, and they, and they detailed nine different Medicare challenges that they chose to highlight. One of them was that Medicare will pay providers a higher price if they provide a service in one se setting versus providing it in another setting. So if you provide it in a hospital, you'll get a higher price than if you provide it in a doctor's office. What this has led a lot of doctors to do is to affiliate with hospitals just so they can get that higher price, even though they're still providing that service in, the, in their office. The only thing that has changed is how Medicare designates the ownership of that practice and the price Medicare pays, which ends up being higher. So that happens a lot. Our, uh, our adjunct scholars, David Hyman and Charlie Silver, talked about this in their 2018 book, Overcharged, that we have what they... they call site of surface differentials in Medicare that just wouldn't exist in a market system because uh, there'd be an incentive for people to compete down those prices and save consumers money. Another one of these Medicare challenges is something that has bedeviled uh, healthcare reformers for decades, which is Medicare undervalues primary care and overvalues specialty care. And what that means is that Medicare sets the prices that it pays to specialists too high and maybe sets the prices for primary care physicians too low, but 
All we really know is that they're relatively low compared to the specialists. That, that and, and so it may be that the prices Medicare pays for primary care is too high as well. But uh, what this means is that not only do seniors end up getting a lot of specialty care that uh, that is not doing them any good just because Medicare pays so much for it and makes it so lucrative for doctors to provide, but also this distorts the physician workforce. A lot more doctors go into specialty care than primary care because Medicare pays so much more for specialty care than for primary care. Uh, this is in part to help them pay off the extreme student debt loads that they have after going through a medical education system that itself was created by government, in this case at the state level, and that makes medical education much more expensive than it needs to be. And there are seven more of these sort of Medicare challenges uh, that, that MedPAC laid out. And if you put them all together, a really interesting picture emerges, which is there are, that there are a lot of problems with the Medicare program. It encourages low-quality care. It even penalizes high-quality care in many instances. And if a libertarian went forward and said, hey, I've got this great idea for a private health plan that's going to be delivered by the private sector, it's going to happen in a free market, and it's going to do the following things. It's going to pay more. It's going to be pay higher prices for care in some settings than for others for the same service. It's going to overvalue specialty care. It's going to encourage uh, wasteful care and just pay for stuff regardless of clinical value. It's going to fragment care so that you don't get coordinated care for multiple providers. And uh, it's not going to it's not going to pay any attention to quality at all. It's going to leave patients exposed to high out-of-pocket costs. If you included all of these features that are in Medicare, but the libertarians said, oh, this is going to be a private plan, well, Medicare supporters would say, well, this is junk. This is junk insurance. And yet that's exactly what Medicare is and what Medicare does. And so there's this really interesting disconnect between how people perceive Medicare, especially Medicare for all supporters who want everyone to enroll in this program, and how people who follow the program, or what, what they know about how the program actually operates. And that's why Donna Shalala, who before she was a member of Congress, a Democrat from Florida, she was she ran the Medicare program for eight years as Bill Clinton's Secretary of Health and Human Services. This is why she says, and this is a quote, no one I have met who supports Medicare for all understands the Medicare program. This bad pack report just highlights that. There are some things that you, over the years you and I have talked about with respect to Medicare. One is that uh, Medicare is strongly disincentivized to ask questions uh, before care is delivered, that they are strongly incentivized to get the money moving and worry about uh, whatever problems uh, may have been, uh, may have arisen afterward. Or, yeah, or even afterward, they really don't do much in the way of utilization review. So there's very little prior authorization. In other words, the payer saying, wait a second, doc, this thing that you want to do for the patient, uh, is this highly effective care? Is it worth the cost? Is there a chance that you're exposing the patient to a greater risk of harm than if you did nothing? Is it possible that the potential harms here could outweigh the benefits, uh, which is often the case when it comes to there's a lot of unnecessary hospitalizations and, and, and other types of care in the Medicare program because Medicare doesn't do any of that. 
people love to complain about when private insurance companies do that. Well, actually, the private insurance companies are sometimes right that that the thing that your doctor is recommending for you presents uh, greater costs than benefits. Uh, and and yet Medicare does none of this. When they do review, they, they just pay claims. Doctor submits the claim, Medicare pays it. Medicare is structured as if its purpose is not to serve patients, but, is, but to serve healthcare providers just by shoveling money out the door. That's evident from how providers, uh, how quickly Medicare pays claims without any sort of uh, scrutiny of those claims uh, on the front end, or and it's also evident in how little Medicare tries to, uh, to ascertain whether claims were uh, for medically appropriate care or even for any care at all after the money's gone out the door. There are a lot of people who defraud Medicare by filing false claims where no care was ever provided, and Medicare doesn't really do much of anything to try to track those down. They, they do some of it. We call it pay and chase. But they do very little of this sort of uh, uh, fraud detection activity, so much so that it drives experts crazy. But that's consistent w- with this idea that Medicare's clientele is not the patients who enroll in the program, but the providers who make billions and billions of dollars off the program. One thing that uh, Hyman and Silver point out uh, in their book, available at Cato.org, if you'd like to purchase a copy of Overcharged, um, is that Medicare uses some questionable math when it comes to trying to measure their own efficiency. That's right. The usual measure of Medicare's efficiency that we hear from advocates of Medicare, and especially Medicare for all, is they say that administrative costs in Medicare are lower than in private insurance. Because Medicare's administrative costs are only 3% of claims, whereas in private insurance, they are much higher. Now, this on the surface has appeal, makes it sound like Medicare is a more efficient program. But if you think about it, first of all, it's, it, but there are a couple problems. Uh, the, the, the lesser problem is that it's not true that Medicare's administrative costs are only 3% of claims. Uh, and therefore lower than private insurers. There, there are things that they don't count in among their administrative costs that that Medicare supporters are not counting uh, in the numerator uh, that they should be counting. One of them is, and then the biggest one is, the economic costs of all the taxes that are necessary in order to fund the Medicare program. This is a program that spends $800 billion per year, raising all that money in taxes ends up destroying a lot of economic activity, that's an administrative cost of the program. They don't include that at all when they're making these calculations. Uh, and if if they did, it would make it obvious that Medicare is less e- efficient than private insurance because uh, at the margin, those economic costs are about 50 cents on the dollar. So Medicare's uh, administrative costs using this measure are probably in the neighborhood of 50% rather than 3%. But the bigger problem with this measure is that it isn't even a measure of efficiency at all. Because efficiency or it, because administrative costs are not necessarily uh, inefficient, but even more important, dividing total program spending by administrative costs is, is not a measure of efficiency. 
The administrative costs go into the denominator of this 3% calculation, uh, or into the numerator of this 3% calculation. Into the denominator, Medicare advocates stuff not just effective Medicare spending or cost-effective Medicare spending that provides benefits to the patient that are in excess of the cost. They throw wasteful Medicare spending in the denominator. They throw fraudulent Medicare spending in the denominator. These are not uh, benefits of the Medicare program. These are costs. They belong in the numerator. And these are not small amounts that we're talking about. The best research indicates that one-third of Medicare spending is waste that does nothing to benefit the patient, doesn't make her any healthier, doesn't make her any happy. That is inefficient. If you took that spending out of uh, the denominator and put it into the numerator, again, you, you'd quickly hit uh, a, a ratio, but not of 3%, but of 50%. But the fact that Medicare for All advocates use this measure that actually rewards Medicare for all the inefficiency that it it packs into the denominator uh, with all of that wasteful spending and all that fraudulent spending. It tells you that advocates of Medicare for all are not interested in efficiency at all. They are just interested in a program that shovels more money out the door and they don't care if it benefits patients at all. Anytime anyone tells you that Medicare is efficient because administrative costs only account for 3% of claims, you can safely ignore anything else they have to tell you because this is a person who does not care enough about seniors to consider the basic math underlying the ratio they just presented you. Michael Cannon directs health policy studies at the Cato Institute. If you're a teacher or administrator, apply now for Sphere Summit, teaching civic culture together. Sphere Summit is a full scholarship professional development program for educators of grades 5 through 12. The summit will explore civil, constructive, and respectful discourse in the classroom. Visit cato.org sphere to learn more.